Ready to be your best self? Join the BU Movement, an international inclusive community of wellness enthusiasts, fitness gurus, holistic seekers, entrepreneurs, and life students. Start your journey at BUMVMT.com to join our newsletter where you'll unlock free resources, including workouts, exclusive wellness discounts, a growing podcast library, and more. Visit BUMVMT.com to join our BU Movement community and embark on a journey to become the best version of yourself together. Are you ready to be you? Let's go. What's up, wellness movers? My name is Brooke Emery, and I am the founder of BU Movement and our podcast here. And I'm so excited as we have a very, very special episode on deck. And today's episode is going to take us into realms and venture us into places we've maybe not have been before or even know about, which is super exciting. And on our podcast, we're dedicated to bringing you the very best of the best, the most professionals and wellness gurus around the globe. And today I have someone in my own backyard, and I'm very excited to introduce you to. And today we are diving deep into the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of wellness, and we focus on the five aspects. So we're pretty much tapping them all today. So I'm super excited. We'll do our best. Yes, we'll do our best. So speaking of which, allow me to introduce you to my very good friend and Aquarius brother, I like to call him Chuck Hyde, who is a true magician and a highly educated figure in the wellness world. Chuck is the founder of Light Club, which we are at right now with his amazing background, which if you follow us at BUMVMT and follow Boulder Light Club on Instagram, you'll be able to check it out. And Light Club offers an experience best described as a non-substance psychedelic immersive journey, an adventure that taps into the realms of holistic well-being. So get ready to be inspired and enlightened. And as Chuck shares his profound insights into how technology, sound, and light can elevate our consciousness and well-being. Also, side note, today's episode is in partnership with Light Club, which I am so grateful and honored to have on our marketplace, which is BUMBMT.com slash marketplace. And you can get all the discounts count code and also check out light club and also our amazing guest today so chuck welcome thank you it's it's wonderful to be here (laughs) i'm so excited to have you here and when i tell you it's a special special episode it truly is i personally haven't experienced anything like this before and the first time i did i connected with you on instagram and i was like this was an incredible experience mind body soul heart emotion the whole thing and i just wanted to share it with our community and all of you so thank you for having me it's an honor (laughs) and thank you for having me (laughs) no thank you so let's get the party started so they can all tap into this amazing experience could you share the story of light club and how it has evolved into this extraordinary wellness experience that we have well it's kind (laughs) of a long story I'll, i'll try to move it through um experience the light technology back in 2012 
and I had already had the fibroacoustic technology, which is what you lay on. And we, um, at, at the demo, I combined them and I, we all did 15 minute demos and it blew my mind to the degree that um, I, I knew that I was going to at some point procure the light and take some chances, some risks. So I got a loan from Chase for a psychedelic light and they, uh, it was under equipment purchasing because I had a business set up with them and we started experimenting and started working back in 2014 with the light. So it's been about eight years, I believe, with the kind of multiple options. Um, and it's just been me following my nose and putting together technologies that my body responds to and my nervous system responds to my energy responds to and it resonates with the whole package and it's it hasn't stopped since so i have no plans on stopping incredible and you shouldn't because it is something that is very very special and unique so can you explain exactly what it is you lay on a bed and there's sound involved and there's a light involved so mm -hmm. For those of us who are listening, can you explain? Yep, it's right there. Can you explain what exactly it entails? So we work with fibroacoustics first. That's what you lay on. And we've combined that with some far infrared technology that just kind of adds a little bit of heat to the experience. And the vibroacoustics, it hums frequency into the body that's tactile. So you can feel it. It's like laying on a subwoofer. And what that does is just vibration alone it starts to calm the nervous system down for most folks um, there are some folks who respond with a little kind of initial amplification of the nervous system but in general after breathing and working with conscious relaxation and just letting go of stress or contraction or tension the body starts to remember a time where vibration was really a part of our health sense experience and that was in the womb so the womb is essentially a a, a water drum and it, we exist there for nine months in the beginning of our gestational process and at some point the body begins to remember how beautiful of an experience that was and that comes to the forefront deep relaxation and then we combine that with the lucia light number three which is a psychedelic entrainment light therapy device that works with stimulating through the optical nerve and the deep brain at entraining the nervous system and it, it's not that it induces it's that it it's nudging so we're always referencing light in our world whether it's screens before bed or the first sunlight or um, extended periods of darkness. There are retreats in Buddhism where they, they're they called darkness retreats. And for like days, you're nothing but darkness. Mm -hmm. So there's absence of light and this is a, it's stroboscopic. So it's flickering and your eyes are closed. So it doesn't appear that you're standing in front of a strobe light. It's um, much different. So the nervous system starts to acclimate to the visual 
field and starts to adapt. And in that process of adaptation, the eyes start to create these patterns and the nervous system starts to move through different states all the way from delta, theta, alpha, beta, and into the gamma realm. And you start to experience all these different states in a way that induces neuroflexibility, neuroplasticity, and a sense of presence that's just really hard to identify in our culture. Um, in some instances, it's called flow state for athletes um, when, when they go into a zone and there's nothing but just pure flow. And this does it in a way where you're you're relaxing at the same time. So you're getting stimulated. We're, we're stimulating the nervous system. We're stimulating the fluids. We're stimulating the, gosh, many, many layers. Emotions will come up, um, different mental patterns. You can drop into dream states. You can drop into travel states where you're seemingly flipping through dimensions. Um, all the reasons why someone would look into psychedelic therapy that is uh, emerging now in the scene of wellness. These, the light has been shown, just the light, to induce or activate the same areas of the brain as a strong psilocybin mushroom trip, the, uh, they call it the um, the hero's dose or the megadose. Wow. Yeah. So to dial it all down, because there's so much that entails. I mean, when I was sitting down, I was like, oh my goodness, I, my it's my body, it's my mind, it's my emotion. So in, in my words, and please correct me if I'm wrong, you're basically laying on this bed and you, it vibrates to the sound of the music that you're listening to and amazing speakers and also is, is conducting heat. Yes. And then from that, you also have your eyes closed and there's the Lucia light coming down on you that also is playing with the music. Yes. Well, it's, so there's an experience that's been in pop culture since I think the eighties, where if you watch, what is the name of that show? Alice, not Alice in Wonderland, the, um, what is that show? What show? Dorothy traveling, she gets stuck in a tornado. And she goes to um, a place. Ooh, like Wizard of Wonderland? Wizard of Oz, that's Wizard it. So, so, so there's <laughs> well, We obviously don't watch TV much or movies much. So here. <laughs> right there. Uh, I got the wizard part. This podcast is sponsored by Garden of Life. Discover a path to extraordinary health with Garden of Life. Supplements, protein powders, vitamins, and more committed to delivering clean, traceable, and clinically studied ingredients while keeping synthetics, artificial additives, and fillers out of your wellness journey. Head to BUMVMT.com slash marketplace to get your discount code today. So there's a movie where they'll play in the theater, The Wizard of Oz, and then they'll play over it a completely different soundtrack. And that soundtrack is Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. And what, what happens is the brain creates the coherence. It creates the relationship that, that would seemingly be two different things playing that have different content. Mm -hmm. So it's not that the light plays with the music in alignment. Is that the nervous system is always trying to align the terrain that is being presented with visually, audio, 
ideologically, and then also somatically. So in that process, the nervous system starts to shed, starts to take less important things, possibly um, like our mental browsing history, mm -hmm. uh, programs that are running in the background. Like if you have like multiple windows open, it'll start to shut down just things that are like useless. You're like, we don't need that. And it'll start to just like shave off layers of how we usually operate in our world uh -huh. and how we exist day to day, moment to moment. And it kind of resets the nervous system to a more open, present, aware state. Got it. So to go back to what is actually happening is you have the light on you. And when that happens, it plays with your nervous system, your brainwave states, mm -hmm. and it also helps physically and brings up emotion. So can you can can yeah so can you it doesn't happen always so when the nervous system relaxes different uh neurological physiological states start to come in so if we're always existing in a stress state and there's a, like a low level of stress or even a high level of stress the body will hold on to things It'll, things will start to collect in the fascia and the tissue you could say the energy body um, we also call the astral body um and it won't process them until there's a, a gap or a space in the nervous system where, where the body feels safe, the, uh, the nervous system feels safe, it won't actually process the information. And this is how we survived for hundreds of thousands of years um, and as humans. So you wouldn't want to process trauma in the middle of a trauma, traumatic event. You would want to go through the event and then process it. Of course. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we deal with as humans nowadays and we just don't have the space or sometimes the the resources to get into those integration states so this is like a, a relaxation integration moment for the body and the nervous system and all the various systems that go into how we express and live our life and make choices and maneuver and this is an opportunity to kind of clear out the junk and go through the process not dissimilar to a psychedelic experience yeah and speaking of which like you said it's it's becoming more well known and, and used all the all the psychedelics especially mm -hmm. in specific states can you explain the benefits of that and also the benefits of obviously the non-substance psychedelics and what that does to your brain you mentioned brainwave states mm -hmm. yeah there's um it's pretty big to um open up so when the nervous system relaxes the brain waves start to express more in the alpha state and then you get access harmonically to theta and delta so delta is going to be your deep sleep. Theta is going to be more like deep rewiring. Um, it's like theta, theta is heaviest if you were to notice it just in your daily life, that moment when you wake up in the morning and you're kind of not fully awake, but you're still laying in bed and you kind of drift in and out for however long you can. That's like theta. Alpha is going to be closest to be able to describe is more like daydreaming or getting into a super relaxed creative space. Mm. 
um, where your kind of mind is wandering and it, you're not necessarily directing it. It's kind of like, uh, beta is going to be more functioning mind. Just It's also known with them higher stress states. And they're all spectrums. So, you know, alpha is from zero to three or four hertz. Theta is from four to eight to nine hertz. And then alpha is more nine to 13 to 14 hertz. And then beta is more, beta is kind of large because we function. It takes a lot of processing speed to, uh, to function in this world. So it's like 14 to 30. And then gamma is like, it's like 30 to like, 60-ish. And gamma is the new kid on the block. So gamma has been identified in monks that have met, been meditating for 20 plus years. Wow. That they have they have a dominant um, gamma wave expression. It's fairly rare. But here we can nudge into that state. And actually um, some really cool research came out about three or four years ago from some major university that 40 hertz flickering light actually decreases the expression of plaque in the brain that contributes wow. to Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's. It'll, just the light, 40 hertz flickering. Wow. actually affect the physiological expression of plaque in the brain. So not only does it help your nervous system and help us calm and also tap into these other emotions that maybe we haven't been able to touch upon and also and... called non-ordinary states of awareness so as humans we have sought altered states of consciousness probably since the beginning of time and it's a natural want and there's reasons for it and um that's kind of this is a new way to it explore non-ordinary states of awareness that have associations can be measured with um, neuroflexibility and brainwave states that are more balanced, more coherent, and not stuck in beta. Yeah, and then it also, like you said, not only does it help our our nervous system and internal thoughts, but it also physically can help. Oh, gosh. Just dropping into an alpha state and theta state, your body drops stress hormones. Wow. So your, your body increases HGH production, stem cell production, healing cofactors. And that's just from dropping into an alpha theta state. Like this is not just like the vibrations opening up your lymphatic system. You're distributing new, fresh nutrition across capillary beds and into the nerves. And it's like a fluid reset just just the vibration and then you're talking about the the light the light actually dilates the nervous system and how the nervous system detoxifies and also re-neutrifies but it it's it does all that in an hour in an hour that's incredible so for those of us who don't have access to this light how do you suggest that we can tap into those states and obviously make the trip come to boulder <laughs> to come check this out because it's well, for boulder, this is yes. like, so there are lights across the united states um there's probably about 200 lights on the planet all across the world right now around 200 which is not a lot at all no, no that's crazy a, how much in the united states i think less, there's commercially available probably less than 20 wow 30 so that's why I'm saying this is a special episode. That's incredible. It's emerging. 
Um, more and more of the festival scenes are starting to incorporate, and they're calling it digital psychedelics. Um, it's, I wouldn't, that's kind of a coined term, but, you know, the light does use digital binary on-off technology. And then, so you can search Lucia Light number three, find a practitioner, and a map will pop up, and you can find someone on a coast, and there's a handful in the, in the middle of the country. Uh, another way is to track your breathing. So if you can keep uh, your breath at around five second inhales and five second exhales, and really notice when your breath goes shallow, you can shift from beta into alpha and theta relatively quickly. That's, um, if you do box breathing, that's what the Navy SEALs do to stay calm in their extremely high stress environments that they're constantly training in. Um, that's a five second inhale with a five second hold, five second exhale with a five second hold. So say that one more time. Five se it's box breathing. Box we breathing. actually mentioned this, we did a meditation podcast a few uh, months ago, but you explain that one more time for us. So you do a five second inhale uh -huh. and then you hold the you hold that at the top for five seconds mm -hmm. and then you exhale for five seconds mm -hmm. and then you hold at the bottom of the exhale for five seconds. Got it. Yeah. And that, that will adjust the, the, um, the, the nervous system and the rev of how the nervous system is kind of signaling to, and somehow it balances the carbon dioxide and the oxygen input. Um, the other practice uh, is Buddhist and possibly Taoist in origin, and it's called Vaz breathing. And I learned this back in 2010 at a meditation retreat in Colorado, Dharma Ocean. They're a, a, a really nice digestible Western retreat center model. And what you do there is you focus on the center of your nostril, and you want to imagine that you're breathing through the center of your nostril as if it's a straw. So as you know, with a straw, you can you can only get so much air. So if you focus on the quality of the breath coming through the center of each nostril, it 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 changes the texture of the breath, meaning that you're like when I say texture, I mean so if, if you're sprinting, your breathing is much different. You're breathing in a lot faster, or you're not breathing at all. You're just throwing everything out, and then you recover. Mm -hmm. With the vase breathing, you're maintaining a, a smooth, even tone, and that adjusts the pressure of how the atmosphere is entering our lung structure, and that starts to release all sorts of amazing hormones, and also will drop into alpha. Amazing. Yeah. So that those are great, great tips to to take away for those of us who can't obviously get the light right away. Mm -hmm. But for those of us who are ready to do it, which I highly suggest, can you offer any tips or advice? Because a lot of what I hear around the block is many people are afraid to go into those psychedelic states, even though this is non-substance psychedelics. Yeah. What can you suggest or advise ahead of a session? And are there things that people should be afraid of or nervous of? I think that when you're starting to venture into the unknown, then that's really what is at the heart of a psychedelic approach is that there's a certain relinquishing of control to a substance or to an experience that is beyond. 
And anybody who has ever done psychedelics knows that it's pretty much what you're getting into. Um, so it's just a part and parcel of it. Just like before a competition, you're like, I don't know how this is going to work out. I'm kind of freaked out and nervous. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm about to run for, you know, or do something. It's like, you just don't know how it's going to turn out because that's just kind of how reality is. So the great thing at Light Club, we're using non-substance-based techniques like Stanislav Roth holotropic breathwork. That's a natural way to get into um, psychedelic states. Um, Wim Hof can do it. Mm -hmm. um, just any breathwork approach, period, mm -hmm. um, is, gosh. Is how how what can you advise for people who are going into a session and is there anything to be afraid of or any myths around that you know psychedelics are bad and even though this is non-substance this is bad for you to go into those brain states why did that come about yeah i mean there's gosh that could go into conspiracy theories that could go into um the suppression of the human soul and the, the, how there are fact factions of beings on the planet that want to control us and don't want us to actually open into our spiritual gifts or our human gifts um they actually don't want us to be empowered um so i always go back to history to, in some regard to that it's like humans have been consuming consuming mind-altering substances for thousands of years and is it odd that the one that we like the most or has been pushed on us the most is alcohol which is a poison yep what is that about people <laughs> so i think you know after a while people start to get it i feel like shit after i drink alcohol so why am i why am i i'm gonna have fun and feel like shit it's like okay well what else is there mm -hmm. so to be afraid of i mean i think a little bit of fear is healthy and that's a part of the experience is learning how to exist in a state where you have contact with a base human emotion and still maintain a sense of presence and awareness so it's not that we ever transcend fear that we can avoid it it's that we can learn how to exist with it and not have it control us mm -hmm. so first off fear is healthy and there are states where the self that we have identified as who who we are or that that self dissolves mm -hmm. And that can be scary <laughs> <laughs> because who are we if we don't know who we are? And it's like, and that just happens to be one of those states where we open up into a greater sense of knowing and connection with source and connection with the bigger picture. And it's often that which our soul, our self, our, our is craving is to be feel like we're not so small. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what happens. So. Does it happen on the first session? Generally not, um, unless unless it does. It's um, it's being willing to have an experience that transcends the known, and that is what can be expected pretty much every time you engage the Lucia light meditation, a race, you know. It's just how it is.
I want to repeat what you said. Be willing to have an experience that transcends the known. That's special. Oh, that's that's pretty epic. And that's what we do here at at BU Movement. What my platform is about is bringing all of our community and especially, you know, I started this because myself, because I was at such a place where, you know, my ego took over and I was, I hit ground zero and I didn't have resources and support around me to help my growth. And we have, you know, options like this that allow us to let go of that and allow us to grow and step into a place that's so much greater than so much bigger than. And I think that, like you said, that can be scary, but it's healthy. And that's how we grow. I mean, most of our little self is built up around how we coped or maneuvered or tried to adapt to fear. And that's, that's a part of it. It's just being willing to look and feel into a place that is a little bit beyond what our knowing is. And that's, uh, that is a worthy pursuit for becoming a more whole and connected and aligned human being at this time. Well, we need more of those. Yeah. And just to step out of this crazy role and just have a moment to just let your nervous system calm and let your brain calm and also allow yourself to tap into those emotions and the trauma that you aren't able to on a daily basis. This, this allows you to do that. It can open the door just like a good therapist, um, just like sometimes a re-trauma or a re-trigger. Um, it's a part of the human experience and it's um, it's not something that happens all the time. Sometimes it happens accidentally. Something surfaces when you're kind of, and uh, you work through it. You know, it's uh, it, it's built into the neurology, it's built into the physiology. And as long as you're breathing and you're staying present and connected to your body and tracking, you know, it moves through and we gain new perspective. And like the suffering, you know, the suffering of being human is not, it's not for nothing. It's there for a reason. It's, it, it has lessons for us. So these experiences whether they're organically built into our life via some weird sequence of events like, gosh, I blew out my knee, or I can't move my shoulder anymore, or I have chronic pain. Like These are all ways that our body and possibly the universe is like, time to check in. Who are you if you can't do all the things that you normally do? <laughs> is that who you are? <laughs> And uh, that's just how it is. And, you know, we, um, and we have resources and we move towards things that we feel drawn towards and we start saying no to things that we know are going to make us feel like shit. And that's just life until we experience another way of existing. And that's what I think psychedelics offer is it, it gives us a different perspective and opportunity to um, expand um, the relationship beyond that beyond beyond what has happened before yeah it's amazing and it allows you to be your true authentic self that is so much more than and allows you to be you which is my next question for you i want two more questions i know this has has extended but the next question is in your opinion what does it truly mean to be you and how does this allow us and help us and guide us into 
transforming that and becoming that? Well, we seem to have a multi-layered experience being human, meaning that our life is kind of like an onion or like a tree. There's rings and like the tree, of the, the rings of the tree have different stories to tell based on the environment and how it was, the tree was growing and the tree holds itself up based on how many rings it has and its balance geometrically according to nutrients, water and all that. And what I feel like is important is in order to be you, you have to understand the inventory. You have to understand who you are, how you got to where you are, the experiences that made you who you are, the inventory, positive, negative, whatever. Like it's all, it all happened and everything you're alive now and it's all coming together now. So yet we have to know the inventory. Like what brought us to where we are now? So the stories of our life and how our nervous system reacts to them and how we've adapted according to those stories and how much of us are, how much of ourselves is linked to a previous timeline. And when we reset the nervous system, we're kind of cutting ties with how we have kind of crystallized our identity according to the past. As humans, we're not trees, so it's a little different the way that we work with our felt experience and who, how we express who we are. It's not, we don't grow leaves every year. We have, we, we generate attitude and we generate belief and we thought patterns and narratives and all these different ways that we identify and personify who we are. So, so much of that is mental. Sorry, like, you know, we're thinking so about who we mental. are. And it's like, yeah. it's like, gosh, I, I did that and the external world did this, I'm this. And it's, that's a layer. There's many, many layers working on in the, in the human experience. So experiences like Light Club, they give you a chance to kind of clear the layers that are active and get to a place of being or presence or a state of pure awareness where you're not caught in a story or a narrative or a kind of false belief or an illusion. The illusions just kind of pop and they, they can't sustain themselves because they're not actually real. So that's kind of how it benefits us. It, it gives us that opportunity to set down and get some space and regain a center that isn't oriented to a story, a narrative, uh, an experience, which is really just a mess of the past. And we can arrive in our present moment in a way that is not mental. It's felt. It's you're in the experience. You're having it. So basically, it's getting rid of all of these crazy thoughts that we have in our mind and that we're telling ourselves that we are this, letting them go and being true to ourselves and staying centered and allowing spirit to guide us and allowing our body to guide us and listening to our bodies during that process. And this kind of allows us to shed all of that to dial down to our true center and our true hearts. Yes. Beautiful. It, it increases our ability to discern what is true in a connected sense to our moment. And that's 
if we can do that, it's found in meditation, it's found in taking walks in nature, it's found in movement, it's found in all sorts of ways and um, explore. That's find what your body and your, your what resonates and calls you to excitement or draws you towards explore, you know, you know don't push, you know, like some people will push and there has to be a sense of gentleness. It's like, you know, there's to feel connected. So that's my one thing is like some people like to blow it out and it's like, well, more is not necessarily the best approach when you're diving inward because there can be some hairy stuff in there. Oh yeah. Be gentle with yourself. Be loving to yourself. Yeah. If you brace what comes up embrace and be open yeah like that's information and i didn't know that that existed and now i know that exists and how does that impact my choices now <laughs> that's basically the process <laughs> <laughs> amazing well chuck thank you thank you so much this was amazing please tell us where we can find you and how we can find you so online it's lightclub.earth um instagram is Boulder Light Club, Facebook Light Club Boulder, and we well, can just search Light Club. We're pretty much up there in the in the search results. And yeah, drop us a line and get scheduled. If you have any questions, let us know. Amazing. And all those links will be in the bio. Thank you for being a part of a community and thank you for joining us on this incredible, enlightening, no pun intended, episode. <laughs> Once again, my name is Brooke Emery. This is Chuck Hyde from Light Club. Follow us at B-U-M-B-M-T. Head to our website to get a ton of free resources, including our marketplace where you'll find Light Club at B-U-M-B-M-T.com. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chuck. You're welcome. And we will see you soon. Bye, Bye fam.